gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. As sin entered through one man, life also entered through the other man who came, the sinless God man, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And with him came life. In him we have life. Hallelujah. He brings healing. In Him there is healing. There is life. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Holy Spirit. In Him was life. And the life was the light of all men. When God gives us the healing that we so desire, so long for in our spirits, in our minds, in our bodies, in our souls. There's a testimony that comes out of it. Hallelujah. There's a light that comes out of that light. Hallelujah. His light is life-giving light. Hallelujah. From His life, we receive light. Hallelujah. And from His life, we receive life. Hallelujah. He is the light. He is the light. Hallelujah. Praise Him. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ has life. In His life, we have not only eternal life, but along with eternal life, we have healing, blessing. Hallelujah. Death cannot stand in your presence. Presence, that cannot stand in your presence. That 
itching in the skin, sores in your skin, any form of eczema, dermatitis. Jesus Christ wants to touch you right now. Jesus. Any form of disorder in your skin, the very same Lord Jesus Christ who touched the lepers, and he cleansed them. He made them whole. The very same power of God that touched Naaman and gave him a brand new skin is right here, right now, in our midst. Hallelujah. If you're suffering from any form of dermatitis, psoriasis, any form of eczema, God wants to touch you right now. Hallelujah. Praise you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Any kind of open source, skin breaking out, rash, the Spirit of God is touching you right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, as your servant, standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, According to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I come against every form of skin disorder. I come against psoriasis in the name of Jesus. I come against dermatitis in the name of Jesus. I come against eczema in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I come against every form of fungal skin infection in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I curse it right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I speak deliverance to your people, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that the skin may be made whole in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, burn every form of infection in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, death cannot stand in your presence, hallelujah. Death cannot stand in your presence, hallelujah. Oh, to the cellular level, oh, Spirit of the living God, touch your people right now in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Purify, 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 purify your people, hallelujah. Purify in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Death cannot stand in your presence. Death cannot be more, hallelujah. Death cannot stand in your glory. Death cannot stand in your presence, yeah. Death cannot stand in your presence. 
our healer, hallelujah. Jesus, our healer, hallelujah. Jesus, our healer, hallelujah. Jesus, our healer, hallelujah. Jesus, our healer, hallelujah. When he comes in our midst, hallelujah. Death cannot stand, hallelujah. When he shows up, death cannot stand, hallelujah. Death has to flee, hallelujah. Every form of death in the body must flee, hallelujah. We praise you, hallelujah, hallelujah, you are higher than any other, hallelujah, you are higher than any sickness, hallelujah, you are higher than any sorcery, hallelujah, you are higher than any witchcraft, hallelujah, you are higher than any poverty, hallelujah, you are higher than any aches and pains, hallelujah, you are higher than any depression, you are higher than any distress, you are higher than any confusion, hallelujah, you are higher than any
one who knows all the hair that is on our head and all the people that are on the face of the earth. He knows every hair in all of their heads. What a great God. What a great God. Hallelujah. What a great God we serve. What a great God we worship. And He is our Father. Hallelujah. 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 Heaven is His throne and earth is His footstool. Hallelujah. He is our Father. Hallelujah. We praise You.
testimonies, hallelujah. We have so many testimonies, hallelujah. God is with the grateful people, thankful people, hallelujah, who thank Him with their whole heart, hallelujah. So I praise you with my whole heart. Lord, I praise you.
we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. For each and every blessing that you have showered upon us, oh Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your living word that you gave to us every single day of this month. Hallelujah. Every single day you fed us spiritually and physically. We praise you. Hallelujah. You've been so faithful to us, Lord. We thank you. You healed our bodies. Hallelujah. You healed our minds. You healed our souls. You healed our spirits. Hallelujah. Therefore, we can rejoice in you. Therefore, we can testify. Hallelujah. We can testify before the kings. We can testify before the princes. We can testify before the nations. We can testify in the midst of his people. Hallelujah. That our God reigns. Hallelujah. We're going to sing one more song as the Holy Spirit wants us to. Sing with faith in your heart. From one generation to the other. From one generation to the other. We shall sing for your praises. Hallelujah. From one generation to the other. We shall sing for your praises. We shall shout out your faith. We shall shout out to the nations that our God reigns.
Very powerful. Hallelujah. Those around you will see God's prosperity upon you and will fear His great name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is not for those who run after money. This promise is not for those who run after pleasure. This is not for those who run after prosperity. This promise is for those who run after Jesus. Those who will truly love Him. Those who will truly have their eyes fixed on Him. Those who will truly say, Lord, if I have you, I have everything. To such people, God says, when there is darkness in Egypt, there will be light for God's people. Hallelujah. There will be light for God's people. Hallelujah. There will be light for God's people. Hallelujah. To those who follow in the footsteps of the Messiah. Those who would follow in the footsteps of the King. Hallelujah. There is no defeat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every blessing that Christ has reserved for us that he got for us by shedding his precious blood is for us during every season in winter, in spring in autumn in summer seasons do not affect the promises of God the promises of God affect seasons hallelujah oh we thank you Holy Spirit hallelujah he turns times and seasons. Hallelujah. He pushes one down and he lifts another up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For God's people, this is a blessed time. This winter is going to be a blessed winter. Hallelujah. Month of November is going to be a good month for his people. December is going to be a good month for his people. Hallelujah more and more testimonies hallelujah more and more miracles hallelujah more and more healings hallelujah hallelujah thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit for god shall be our light god himself will be our light hallelujah god himself will be our light hallelujah hallelujah and because of his light we will shine Hallelujah. We praise you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you for all that you have done, O oh Lord. All these 10 months you've been faithful. Every word that you've spoken, you brought it to pass before our very own eyes. And this promise that you're giving to us for November, for December, and the entire winter shall come to pass also. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In that living water, there's life. There's life. Those who live by that water, in drought they will bring forth fruit. Hallelujah. For God's people, there's no drought. For God's people, even in the desert, there's water. Even in the desert, there's provision. For God's people, 
There is no drought. There is no famine. Hallelujah. There is always provision. Steady provision. He always gives the best to his people who don't go after the things of this world but after God. Those who go after this world and the things of this world will see everything fall away, fade away with nothing to hold on. That the world would run to and fro not knowing what to do in the coming days. God will separate the wheat from the chaff. God will separate the godly from those who just have the form of godliness. Hallelujah. God will separate the good plants from the tares. Hallelujah. The true people of God will thrive. True work of God will flourish. Those who are really in the body of Jesus Christ will see prosperity. Hallelujah. Immense blessings are on our way, says the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. For God's people have Goshen as their place. Hallelujah. Where the protection of God is there. The provision of God is there. The presence of God is there. Hallelujah. 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 Every promise God has promised shall come to pass. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The tide will change, God says. The tide is going to turn, God says. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the dead will hear the voice of the Savior. Hallelujah. Those who are dead spiritually will hear the voice of the living God. Hallelujah. No more. It is the world threatening the people of God. It is time for the truth of God the true church of God to take over the dominion of Satan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the power of God shall be revealed. Hallelujah. And all flesh shall see the glory of God. Hallelujah. This is the word of the Lord and it will happen before our very own, very own eyes if we will believe it. If we don't believe it, it will still happen, but we won't be partakers of it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The dry bones shall rise out of the sound of the voice. The dry bones shall rise out of the sound of the voice. The dry bones shall rise.
tonight I come before your throne of grace and I pray Lord Jesus for this great nation all that you have placed us in Lord to shine as lights for you Jesus and I pray Lord Jesus for our land here Lord I pray for the people here Lord from New York all the way to California Lord all over this nation Lord Jesus Alaska everywhere every state oh Lord I ask you Lord that you'll drop your revival fire Lord in the name of Jesus I pray may this nation revive oh Lord have mercy have mercy have mercy oh heavenly father oh let the nation Lord be revived by the power of the Holy Spirit oh spirit of the living God oh let your fire sweep over sweep over sweep over sweep over sweep over every state Lord in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth every town oh Lord in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth every city Lord every village Lord every Lord little nook and corner Lord I pray oh may the presence of the almighty God touch oh Lord in the name of Jesus Oh, as a valley full of dry bones came together, I pray. Lord, may the people in this nation fear you once more, know you once more, become holy once more. I pray, Heavenly Father, touch every church, Lord, that is dead. Touch every church, Lord, that is diseased. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, Father, I pray, break every chain. Lord, all the churches that have been chained by Lucifer, oh, may those chains be broken in Jesus' name. Every false teaching, oh, Father, be destroyed in Jesus' name. May a truth that can set the people free enter into every church, Lord. All that is calling itself as a church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Heavenly Father, set them free, set them free, set them free, set them free. In the name of Jesus, Lord, may revival begin at the pulpit of every church, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, in every heart, oh, Father, Lord, in every mind, oh, Lord, may true fire of the Holy Spirit, oh, be burnt, oh, Lord, in Jesus' name. Every false fire be extinguished by the mighty mighty reign of God. Oh, every false fire in this nation, oh, be extinguished, oh Lord, by the mighty reign of God. In the name of Jesus, every false fire be extinguished, oh Lord, by the mighty reign of God. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, I pray, Heavenly Father. Oh, oh, as in the days of Elijah. Hallelujah. As in the days of Elijah. Oh, that which you did on Mount Carmel. You're going to do it one more time in this nation. You're going to do one more time in this nation. You're going to do one more time in this nation. Before darkness covers this nation. Before darkness covers this nation. One more time. You're going to show your power. Hallelujah. One more time. God is going to show his power. Hallelujah. One more time. God is going to breathe his living breath upon his people. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 Oh, that little bread, that little bread that was there, that rolled and came to the camp of the enemy and destroy the tent of the enemy. It's coming down. It's coming down. It's coming down. Hallelujah. It's coming down to destroy the works of darkness. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, the Son of God, came into this world to destroy the works of darkness. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The mighty army of the Lord. The mighty army of the Lord. The mighty army of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, it will overtake the tents of darkness. will overtake the tents of darkness. 
it'll overtake the tents of darkness. Hallelujah. All rejoicing and laughter and singing and celebration shall be heard in the tents of the righteous. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 Father, Lord, as you're moving me right now, pray for this upcoming election. Oh, I commit, Lord, this nation into your hands. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Holy Spirit, take over. Take over every ballot. Take over every vote. Lord, take over. Take over every heart. Take over every mind. Oh, Spirit of the living God, thwart the plans of darkness in the name of Jesus. Thwart the plans of darkness in the name of Jesus. Let righteousness prevail. Let righteousness prevail. Let righteousness prevail in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Spirit of the living God, thwart the plans of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I ask you, Spirit of the living God, oh, that you lift up, lift up your standard, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Lift up your standard, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Magnify your great name. Magnify your great name. Magnify your great name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Behold, I am I am coming quickly, says the Lord. I am coming quickly, says the Lord. And my reward is with me, says the Lord. I am coming quickly, says the Lord. I am coming quickly, says the Lord. Make sure you have oil in your lands. And make sure you carry extra oil with you. Don't be sleeping. 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 The Lord says, I come quickly. I'm coming quickly. I'm coming quickly. I'm coming quickly. Behold, I'm come quickly to take my bride away. I'm coming quickly. I'm coming quickly. Quickly, hallelujah. Oh, the king is at the door. The king is at the door. The king is at the door. The bridegroom is at the door. The king is at the door. The bridegroom is at the door. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Behold, that's says the Lord. I will have mercy on this nation. 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 Though wickedness has spread far and wide. Oh, as in the city of Nineveh, I will have mercy on this nation. Oh, and there shall be a loud trumpet of the Lord that will sound in this nation. Oh, that will announce the coming of the king. That will announce the coming of the king. With signs and wonders, the trumpet will blow. Announcing the coming of the king. Hallelujah. With signs and wonders, with signs and wonders, signs and wonders, signs and wonders, signs and wonders, God says, signs and wonders will be the trumpet that will blow the coming of the king. Hallelujah. Then announce the coming of the king. Hallelujah. People in this nation will hear the word of the Lord. They will hear the word of the Lord. They will hear the word of the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I, the Lord God, will do it. Thank you, Heavenly Father. 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 If there will be one person who will be willing to do the will of God, to go to Nineveh and preach what God tells him to preach. Hallelujah. 
God will do his work. Hallelujah. God will do his work. Hallelujah. God will do his work. Hallelujah. God will do his work. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What God has begun here is going to be multiplied, God says, all across the nation and into this world. Hallelujah. God says it will multiply. It will multiply all over the world, different parts of the world. Oh, God's revival fire will fall upon those who are sincerely looking for God. Those who are sincerely looking for God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, behold, the King is coming. Hallelujah. 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 God is looking for a watchful bride. A watchful bride. Watchful bride who has her ears open. Hallelujah. Ears open for the voice of the bridegroom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 Oh, thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. The great fire of the Lord shall be witnessed by many, many, many people as it happened in the days of Elijah on Mount Carmel. So shall it happen in this nation, says the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. People will hear the Lord. People will see the Lord. People will see the works of the Lord. And people will bow down and say, God is the Lord. God is the Lord. God is the Lord. Not evolution. God is the Lord. Not evolution. God is the Lord, not Satanism, God is the Lord, not adultery and immorality, God is the Lord, not materialism, God is the Lord, hallelujah, God is the Lord, God is the Lord, because every strange fire shall be extinguished by the real fire of God, hallelujah, by the real fire of God, God shall arise, God shall arise, once more I will shake the heavens and the earth, says the Lord, once more I will shake the heavens and the earth, says the Lord, the people who do not have the Lord will not have peace, God says, there's no safety, there's no peace, for those who do not have the Lord, but for his people, there is great safety. Hallelujah. There is great safety for the people of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 Thank you, Heavenly Father. 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 Thank you for the great and mighty things that you're going to do, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. I hear the abundance of rain. Hallelujah. I hear the abundance of rain. Hallelujah. And I see fire everywhere. Hallelujah. That the Spirit of the Lord will do. Hallelujah. The great fire start of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Will start His grand fire. Hallelujah. Oh, everywhere. Everywhere that is dry. Everywhere that is cold. The Spirit of the Lord will come and start that fire. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, wherever people are sincerely looking for Jesus, he will reveal himself to them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Heavenly Father. 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 Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you for the great awakening. Thank you for the great quickening. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the great outpouring. Hallelujah. Thank you for the great wonders. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the great signs and wonders that you're going to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the mighty miracles that you're going to do. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. 
you. Thank you, Lord, that you pull down all the pillars of the Philistines. Hallelujah. Oh, you're going to break down every high altars and grooves, Father. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, that the King will be exalted above everything. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the prosperity. Thank you, Lord, for the goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Oh, that you will shower us with. Hallelujah. And because of us, you will bless this nation. Because of God's people, you will bless this nation. Because of God's people, you will bless this nation. Because of God's people, God will bless this nation. Because of God's people, God will bless this nation. Hallelujah. One more time. One more time. I will reveal my glory to this nation, God says. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Not bad news. God's people will see good news, hear good news, will experience good news, will live with good news, will live in good news. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this time to spend time in your presence. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for all the great things that you've done. Thank you for all the greater things that you're going to do. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord. The dead in this nation, they shall hear the voice of the Almighty God. Those who are spiritually dead, the dry bones, will hear the voice of the Almighty God. Hallelujah. And as we do what you're telling us to do, Lord, you will cause those dry bones to come together. Hallelujah. You will quicken those dry bones. Hallelujah. You will do what you alone can do as we do what we should do when you tell us to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the mighty outpouring. Thank you, Lord, for the mighty fire. Thank you, Lord, for the mighty breakthroughs. Thank you, Lord, for the mighty signs and wonders. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you're going to do. And I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, for this great season. Lord, of great revival, great awakening. Lord, great glory. Lord, that you're going to release upon the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Before you return, hallelujah, before your return, before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, he is going to shake the heavens and the earth one more time. He's going to shake the heavens and the earth one more time. God is going to shake the heavens and the earth one more time. Hallelujah. He's going to do great and mighty things in the midst of mankind one more time. Globally, God says, globally, this is going to happen. 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 Hallelujah. We will see in our nation, in every nation, whoever is sincerely looking for God, whoever is sincerely looking for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, whoever is sincerely looking and crying out to God about the famine, about the spiritual famine that they're experiencing. All those people will experience the great reign of God, will experience the great fire of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The dry bones shall rise. At the sound of thy voice, the dry bones shall rise. At the sound of thy voice, the dry bones shall rise as a mighty army. Holy Spirit, 
Father, we thank you, Lord, for giving us this day, giving us this time to be in the presence of the Lord. Thank you for giving us the privilege to come to the table of the King. Lord, to be at his feast. Lord, to be in this banquet. Lord, we thank you for feeding us from your table, from your hands. And for this, we give you thanks. Lord, we thank you for your eternal bread, for your fresh bread, for your living manna that you have given into our hands. Lord, we take what you've given and we believe it with all our hearts and we look forward to every word that you have spoken to us come to pass in our lifetime, during our days, before our very own eyes. For he who has spoken is faithful and I know, Father, that we shall experience the great blessings of God during this season. We thank you, Heavenly Father, as you prepare us, Father, for something far greater. I pray every brother, every sister here in this church, Father, yield the members of their bodies, yield their time, yield, Father, everything pertaining to them to serve you, Lord, to follow the Master, to be heavenly-minded, not to be earthly-minded, but to be mindful of the things of God, to grow in the ways of the Almighty God, to pursue holiness, to pursue godliness, not to be like the people during the times of Noah who did not have the wisdom to listen to what Noah said. But they did whatever they had to do until the great flood came and swept them all away. And I pray that you will give every brother, every sister, every child here the wisdom to answer the call of the Savior, to have wisdom to be awake, to have wisdom not to miss the divine time of the Lord, to have wisdom to follow after Jesus Christ, to go after the things of God and not fall among the five foolish virgins who came later and they said, Lord, Lord, only to be disappointed all their joy turned into sorrow help us to be among the wise help a church to be among the wise help our hearts to be forever fixed on the savior help our minds the lord forever be placed upon eternal things so i pray lord that you bless us even the rest of the time that we're going to be at your feet help our hearts O lord to be in tune with what God is going to do for the remainder of his service. We thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Praise God. Greetings to everyone in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, the announcement for this week. Tuesday we have the family Bible study in the evening at 7 on Ring Central meeting. Thursday at 5.30 in the evening, we have the life training school. And Saturday, we have the kids meeting. And at 8 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, it's the mother's meeting. So on Saturday, it's the mother's meeting at 8. And then the kids meeting um, beginning at 9.30 onwards. So uh, And then we have the morning call, Monday through Saturday, morning at 5.45. So these are the meetings that we have for this week. So praise God. And this is the time to give to the Lord.
Shall we stand again to give to the Lord? Chronicles 29, verse 10. Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation, and David said, Blessed be thou, Lord, God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head of all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all, and in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. But who am I, and what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee, and of thine own have we given for we are strangers before thee and sojourners, as were all our fathers. Our days on the earth are as a shadow, and there is none abiding. Father, we thank you, Lord, for giving us, Lord, so we can come willingly, give you our tithes and offerings. Father, use it for the extension of your kingdom, and cause our hearts to rejoice in you, knowing that every good thing comes from you. 
you have the power to bless us and to give strength. As we sang, Lord, the song that has your word contained in it, every sickness, every demon must flee in your name. And that's where we have the riches in your great name. Father, bless your people, I pray. Give back, Father, to them a hundredfold in every area of their lives. The revival that we were hearing about during worship would permeate through them and through their households, to their relatives, to their friends, their colleagues, till it spreads across the entire nation. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty hand. Thank you for blessing. Open our hearts, Lord, to receive more of your word now. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. We're going to go into God's word. We just close our eyes and look to the Lord one time. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word, not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I come against all the forces of darkness and every demonic spirit that is warring against the hearts, minds, and bodies of your people. I bind them in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. I ask you, Heavenly Father, would you touch every ear, every heart, every mind at this hour. Lord, and grant total attention, Lord, to your word, undivided attention to the voice of the Holy Spirit be granted at this hour. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every demonic spirit that tries to devour what God has for your people. I bind them right now in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. May understanding hearts be given to your people, Father, in the name of Jesus. May I ask you, Holy Spirit, that may your people be able to take everything that God has for them today, and may they truly apply it in their lives, O Lord, that they may not be forgetful hearers, but truly doers of your word, that the word that is being sent by God with a specific purpose for their lives may bear fruit, O God. Uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Every hindrance of the enemy be removed right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We are going to turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. And we're going to read verse 7. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Now, I want to actually take you to the 
verse before, let's just go to verse 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Let's go to verse 5. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found. But because God had taken him, for before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. I want to take you to verse 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. I want to take you to verse 3. There's a reason why the Spirit of the Lord is taking us reverse. We're just going to follow that order. Let's go to verse 3. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. I want to stop right here as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. The Holy Spirit in His Word has recorded this, that through faith, the world that we see was birthed or formed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. What we see in the natural realm came into being or came into existence because of what happened in the supernatural realm. Let me put it this way. What we see in the visible realm, we're able to see because of what was actually delivered behind in the invisible realm. We have to understand, again, two realms are there. One is the visible realm and the other is the invisible realm. Connecting the invisible realm, the invisible realm to the visible realm is a very important component and that component is called faith. Faith connects the invisible realm to the visible realm. If we take faith out of the invisible realm or I should say between the invisible realm and the visible realm, there's no connection between these two worlds. So, faith is like the bridge. Faith actually brings something from here all the way to here. Like how the water flows from the mountain and then it goes like a river, the same water. But there's a continuity that takes place. Faith keeps what God has spoken in the invisible realm for the natural realm to bring it from the invisible to the visible. The disciples into this world. So what is Christ teaching his disciples? Look, this is how I pray. This is how you should pray. How to bring the kingdom of God from where it is in the invisible realm, from the invisible realm to the visible realm. How do we do it? By speaking it out. Praying. Prayer is talking to God. So the first thing is, who do you talk to? When we use faith as a connector, what are we actually placing our faith on? We've seen this before, but the Lord wants me to speak. A little bit on it before we move forward. Our faith is not in ourselves. Our faith is not in our ability. Our faith is not in our material possession. It's not in our parents. It's not in our children. No. But our faith should be placed on the Lord God Almighty. Where God has spoken something. I need to speak to Him in order for what He has spoken to come to pass. That's number one. That's the first talk. 
First talk is you talk to him. Second talk is you talk to yourself. Third is you talk to others. I'm going to repeat this. The connector called faith connects in three different ways. One is talking God's plan for your life to God. That's number one. Secondly is talking his plan to yourself. His plan to yourself. Where your ears can hear. Thirdly, talking God's plan to others. Now I'm not telling you go tell all your prophecies to others. Or your personal things that God is sharing to others. No. But there is a unique thing that God has placed in every single person. Which is the plan of God. So the first part of the connector called faith. You talk to God and you say, Lord, let your kingdom come. What was in the invisible realm that you have spoken over my life? Let it come, Lord. Let it come. What did Daniel do for 21 days? The promise that God had given for the people of Israel, it needed to come to pass. And what did Daniel do for that? What did he do? He fasted and prayed for 21 days. Well, God has already spoken and prophecy has already been there. Why should he fast and pray? Why? That's the first component. We need to pray what God has spoken in the invisible realm for that to happen in the physical realm. God is not looking for irresponsible people who say, God said it. You know, I've seen a lot of people who come to me and they say, God has prophesied my son will be this, my daughter will be this, or I will be this. And meanwhile, they'll be smoking and drinking. And they'll say, but I, I claim myself to be a prophet. I claim myself to be this. I claim myself. Claiming is not going to do anything. Naming is not going to do anything. God is looking for people who would follow God's principle and do it God's way. That's how it will work. If we want something to happen, we need to look at the way to make it happen. And the way to make it happen is written in God's word. How can we bring what God has spoken in the invisible realm to the visible realm? The first thing is you pray to God about what God has spoken. Pray it to where you are. It's very important. Second example I want to give is Elijah. When God had already told Elijah, Elijah, it's going to rain. Go tell Ahab, it's going to rain. He already knew that, but what did he do after he gave the word? He went up on that mountain and what did he do? He prayed what was already spoken in the invisible realm to bring it to the natural realm. Never be irresponsible when it comes to the fulfillment of God's call upon your life. Pray it and bring it down. Pray God's will into your life. It's very important to pray to God. So the connector called faith, which connects the invisible realm to the visible realm, the first part of that connection is you connect with God, with what God has spoken. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth. How? Exactly as it is in heaven. The exact way that you have spoken over my life, Lord, let that happen. Every day, every believer should be praying this prayer. Not simply say, Lord, let thy will be done. Let thy will. No, 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 no. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. In my life, Lord, let your kingdom come. Lord, the blueprint that you have for me. Now, Jesus has given. See, if you see Lord, the Lord's prayer, it's very short. Right? You know why? Because those are principles. Each sentence or each phrase that you see in the Lord's prayer can be a separate prayer in itself because it is actually dealing with separate topics there. Jesus didn't say, just pray this. He said, whenever you pray, pray like this. 
he was teaching this was a model prayer and everything that he says over there is a very specific point so the important point that he brings out first is pray god's will god's kingdom to be transferred into the visible realm secondly you talk god's talk upon your life the will of god jesus christ knew the will of god and what did jesus do he spoke that will of god over his life and he spoke the will of god to the enemy that came to him when you look at the life of jesus jesus said this my meat is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish it this is something that he knew he spoke so that his disciples can hear those around you should hear jesus didn't go and talk about all his call over there now but when his call and the will of god was met with an opposition when the enemy brings satan's will to a person's life what did he do he snuffed out that plan by what speaking god's plan before whoever brought that devil's plan to their lives so if someone comes and says lord you didn't eat you should be eating lord and what are you doing here and at that time what did he do he quenched that fiery dart of the enemy why if you leave that hap- if you just leave it alone if you don't say anything you know what will happen all of a sudden you will feel hungry yourself well peter did you bring anything john you guys went to the store and you bought some things yes i was here trying to evangelize the samaritan woman but you know she went over there give me food let me eat now he immediately spoke what he had to speak you know why because he was in prayer not just for the samaritan woman but for her entire village Jesus laid down his life way before the cross. When he saw people, he gave up food, he gave up sleep, he gave up so much of his comfort. Do you know what? He made sure that others understood that anyone who would come against the plan of God in his life, immediately he would shoot it down by what? Speaking the plan of God to them. So, when it comes to your life, when God has a plan for you, you bring the plan of god from the invisible realm to the natural realm by praying it first number 2 is speaking upon your life and number 3 is speaking to others now we're going to go to hebrews we're going to see these in the upcoming verses i know the spirit of the lord is speaking so now it's going to come let's go to hebrews 11 and we are going to go to verse 4 with faith able offer to god a more excellent sacrifice than cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous god testifying of his gifts and through it he being dead still speaks what is he speaking here what is abel speaking here abel was alive once and abel died after that abel was murdered by cain even after he died what was abel speaking what was he speaking he was speaking about god and about the sacrifice that is acceptable to God and about how righteousness real righteousness before God is what is it it is faith in God and because of faith in God we are offering to God what an excellent sacrifice 
So what is able speaking? So when it comes to speaking, speaking is speaking. Speaking is also doing. We speak to people by our words and we speak to people by our actions. So write these two things down. When bringing God's plan from the invisible realm to the natural realm, we talk. But how do we talk? Talking is not just talking. Talking is talking and walking. That's what is talking. Real talking is you really speak and you really walk it out. You really show it that this is what I believe. So the real talking is your manifestation or the expression of your faith in what God has said. So you bring what God has said from the invisible realm to the natural realm by praying because you believe in what he has said. Because you believe in what he has said. I want to tell you one more thing as the Lord wants me to. We'll just stay right here. But when you look at Jesus, when he was 12 years old, Jesus was in the temple. And his parents and all his relatives were so busy, they thought he was with another relative. You know, the other relatives thought that he was with his parents and they left him. And he was at the temple. And after they, all the older people, they all walked for some distance. They saw that Jesus was missing. They said, where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? Oh my God, Jesus is not here. And they all started going back to where they came from, which was the temple. Now when Jesus was found in the temple, he was 12 years old. You don't see him, you know, running around and playing and you don't see him doing the kid stuff, even though he was 12 years old. He was sitting over there and he was talking to the older people about the things of God. And when the parents came and they said, why have you done this to us? Even though he didn't do anything. It's human tendency, right? To always put the blame on somebody else. We see that there too. Instead of parents holding themselves responsible, they're holding the little child over there. Why did you do this to us? Like saying, you scared me. But Jesus said, don't you know I should be about my father's business? What was he speaking here? He was speaking God's will for his life to those who came and said, you should be about our business. So anytime the enemy moves anyone to speak anything that is against God's will for your life, those are the times when you have to speak it out. Speak out God's will. What do you do by doing that? You're actually quenching the fiery darts of the enemy. You don't see Jesus getting up and saying, I'm sorry, mom and dad, I apologize. And he didn't walk and go with him. He made it very clear who he was there, the son of God, about the business of his father, God the father. So when the plan of God that needs to be fulfilled in our lives has been released by God in the, visible, in the invisible realm, we speak to God and we say, Lord, let it happen, let it happen, let it happen. So be it. Every day we should pray for that. Every day we should say, Lord, the plan that you have for my life, let it happen. Let it happen. If the Lord has shown you even a glimpse of that plan, speak that plan out before God and say, Lord, let it happen. It's very important. And then when the enemy brings somebody else to speak against that plan, saying that, oh, you think um, 
you think your church is going to grow or you think that you know you're going to be doing ministry or you think that you're going to live a holy life you think that this is going to happen you think your debt will be wiped out you think that you're going to buy a house i don't think that's going to happen well this market is like this and you know you know those people are like that and do you think that you know something bad is going to happen we all think something bad is going to happen when somebody talks to you what do you talk what do you say at that time you have to speak about god's plan for your life at that time it is at that time you squash that down right away saying that you know what god's plan for my life is good i'm going to have more testimonies i am going to be out of debt or i am going to buy a house or i will live holy whatever is coming opposite to what god has proclaimed over your life it is very important not to stay quiet don't be passive when it comes to bringing the plan of god into your life always remember when god has a plan and it has to be accomplished you'll always have the enemy that will always oppose the plan of god in every level at that time what will he do how will the enemy do how will he come and oppose your plan you won't see all of a sudden a black figure standing in front of you saying that i oppose no he will speak through a little child he can speak through a stranger he can speak through something that all of a sudden comes your way or he can trigger something from the past he can do all kinds of things the end result he's looking for is for you to not take that step forward to go into the plan of god god is speaking to your hearts today it is very important to talk like god to talk to god when you talk to god you will begin to talk his language to man so now let's go to the next scripture portion let's go to verse 5 i'll just read 5 one more and then we're going to go to 6 by faith enoch was taken away yes this is 5 by faith enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because god had taken him for before he was taken he had this testimony that he pleased god now you look at abel you look at enoch two things god is speaking over here what is it he obtained a testimony and he obtained a testimony they both obtained good report what was the good report they pleased god what did able do able pleased god what did enoch do enoch pleased god any time we please god we are actually bringing the will of god into our life because you cannot please god and not be found in his will because when we are in his will we please god so enoch because he was walking with god You cannot walk with God without talking to God. If someone says I'm walking with God, I'm a believer, and if you don't have a proper prayer life, if you're not reading God's word, you are not walking with God. Understand that. If you're really walking with God, you will be talking to God. You will be listening to God. So walking with God consists of talking to God and hearing from God, which involves your private prayer time. Very important. which involves being in the house of god very important which involves being where god is very important enoch was a family man he was taken by god you know why no matter what he was doing he was found talking to god and he pleased god so much he was not a man who was just complaining man i can't do this anymore i have so many children and and uh, my wife is like this and my kids are like this no he was a godly man You don't see anything negative written about his wife or his children or negative that his wife said or his children said that oh Enoch always prayed and prayed and so he was a neglectful husband and a neglectful father no When you please God you will be a testimony wherever God has placed you 
it begins in your home first. So having taken care of his spouse, his children, he was walking with God. He pleased God so much. He got a testimony, a good testimony. And he just went to be with God. Such a, such a powerful man of God. What did he do? He actually brought the plan of God from where it was, from the invisible realm to the visible realm. What was God's plan for Enoch's life? Which well, to really translate him and take him to be with him. And that plan was accomplished. How? It was someone who talked with God all the time. Be a person who would spend time with God Almighty. If you want to give a little bit to God, He will make sure He'll give a little bit to you. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 5 minutes, that's how much. But the rest of the day, for me, it's not going to work that way. We wrestle not with flesh and blood. But with principalities and powers and wicked rulers in the high places. If we want to be pleasing to God, we must be with God. By faith, Enoch was taken away. He pleased God so much. He bypassed the natural law. He actually walked into, right into the will of God. Stayed in the will of God. And just went to be with God. What a beautiful life. Man who worked, worked hard, but while he was working, while he was doing things, he was constantly talking to God. Can we be that way? Yes, absolutely. He pleased God. And how did he please God? How did Abel please God? How did Enoch please God? How did Noah please God? By faith, that bridge. The connector that connects the invisible realm to the visible realm. All these three Bible characters, we're just stopping with three, we're not going further. But all these three had something in common and the rest of people in Hebrews 11 had one thing in common which was faith. That connector that connected the invisible realm to the visible realm, faith. These people were found to be pleasing God because they had such faith. When they go to God, they talk about what God spoke. When they go to man, they talk about what God spoke. God was there in their lives all the time. Enoch was taken because he pleased God. Noah was taken into safety because he pleased God. Abel, even though he died, he was a person who still spoke because he pleased God. I want to tell you this. If you look at these three Bible characters from Hebrews 11, you see, effective ministry. One ministered to his family and to the world. That was Noah. The other one ministered to his family and we don't know who else, but we see in Jude that Enoch prophesied. So he would have definitely ministered to his generation. We also see Abel here. Abel, through his life of pleasing to God, he offered a more excellent sacrifice. Even after he died, he continued ministering to God by his life. So true ministry is ministering to your family, 
ministering to the people in your generation and ministering even after we are gone from this world. That's real ministry. That's really a life worth living. Not just living and saying that did I, you know, uh, did I build a house for my child or did I leave some, you know, money for my son, my daughter, my grandchildren and what's that going to do? A lot of times the children don't even value that. Oh, we need to have wisdom. It is good to be responsible, however, not at the expense of seeking God and His kingdom first. The most important inheritance that you can leave for your children, by my children, is if I can give the word while I'm alive and continue to give them the word even while I'm gone, after I'm gone, long after I'm gone. Like Abel, still be able to speak. Please God, when you're alive, please God, even when you're dead. Whatever you did continues to minister to many people long after you're gone. You think Abel would have thought about that before? No. But he truly loved God. When someone truly loves God, they become a perpetual blessing. A rich inheritance, not only to their family, not only to their generation, but to many, many, many people all through the world. We are blessed by Abel's life. Thousands have been blessed by Abel's life. Look at yourself and ask this question. Do I want my life to be a blessing to God? Do I want my life to be a blessing to my family? Do I want my life to be a blessing to my generation? Do I want my life to be a blessing to the rest of the world until Jesus comes, even after I am gone? Even after I am gone. Money will go. People will go. Inheritance, earthly inheritance will go. But eternal wealth is something that will remain forever in this world and in the world to come. That means eternal inheritance that you receive from God that you pass on to your generation has the capacity to continue to multiply and multiply and multiply and multiply and multiply and multiply and multiply, keep on multiplying until the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's an investment, a wise investment or the wisest investment you and I can make where our reward that comes with us will not just stop with the work that we're doing, but until... The coming of Jesus Christ, our reward. You know, it's like the money that sometimes people put in the bank. 10 years, 25 years, if you just deposit then what happens? It keeps getting interest, right? Until the time matures and you take it out of the bank, whatever. That's how it is. Once your life is over, whatever you've done for the Lord, when you have done the will of God, you know what will happen? It just, it's not just sitting there, but there's a multiplication that is taking place. So whatever you've done in your body, you have received the reward and you will be receiving the reward what you've done now. But there's a greater multiplication, greater interest, greater inheritance that will keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Even long after you're gone, long after I'm gone. Though dead, yet he still speaks. May that be said of you. Let's go to the next verse. Let's go to 6. For without faith it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, 
and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. This connector called faith that connects the invisible realm to the natural realm brings the resources from the invisible realm to the natural realm. From God's realm to the natural realm. Because we believe that when we connect with him, there is an exchange that takes place where he rewards every single person who is sincerely seeking him. It is important to know that my seeking him is not that I just seek him, but I sincerely seek him. Diligently seek him. You cannot be diligent unless you are sincere. So, God is not saying that he'll be pleased with those who are seeking him. God will be pleased with those who diligently seek him. So write this down. God is not interested in seekers. God is looking for diligent seekers. Ten virgins were there. All ten were invited. All ten were believers. All ten were given the lamps. All ten had the oil in them. All ten had their wicks in them. Everything was there. It was trimmed. They all did that. The difference, the main difference is one group of people were diligent. The other group of people were not. Look the same. They all have the same. They all had the same invitation. One group entered in. The other group did not. Now don't tell me that this was in the Old Testament if you didn't read your Bible. This is in the New Testament. And it is said by the Lord Jesus Christ, the New Testament covenant giver. There's always a division, a partition between the wheat and the chaff. Those who seek him and those who diligently seek him. Those who seek him with their heart and those who seek him with your whole heart. How can we please God? When we connect with him through that connector called faith. And how do we connect with him through the connector called faith? Diligently seek him with faith. So when I go to him, when I speak his word, whatever he has spoken to me, and I want to bring what God has spoken from the heavenly realm to the earthly realm, from the invisible realm to the visible realm, I speak what God spoke to me to God with absolute faith, with absolute belief, with diligence that this is going to happen in my world where I am right now. If I'm not diligent, I'm just going to say, God, let your plan happen in my life and whatever I do, Lord, bless this and my husband, my wife, my children, my, my parents, my relatives, my uncle, aunt, cousins, and my next door neighbors and uh, those who are saved and those who are unsaved in the world and those who have food and those who have don't who have food in the world and Lord have mercy on all of them and uh, those who are persecuted and in Jesus name Amen. That's not going to bring anything from anywhere to where we are. That is not diligent prayer. You can call that prayer, but that's not diligent prayer. We have to understand what is praise. Praise is really praising God because we have faith in Him. Praise is because we're praising God because my heart is leaping with joy for what He has done, what He is going to do. Praise without faith is no praise. 
So someone can say, I believe in Jesus, I'm going to praise him and say, Lord, I praise you for my, my mom, my dad, my husband, my wife, my kids, my everybody. I praise you, Lord, I thank you very much. And in Jesus' name, amen. When can I get my food? When can I get my train? When can I get my coffee? When can I get my plane? That praise will be like Cain's sacrifice. Because if you would only truly believe that the maker of heaven and earth is right here and you are in front of him, will you talk a talk like that? Because prayer is talking to God. Will you bring a sacrifice like that? Will you? Will you dare to? Between you and God. What kind of a relationship do you have? Are you really diligent? Are you a diligent seeker? Or are you just a seeker? Are you a worshiper? Or are you a diligent worshiper? Are you a person who really says, I'm serving God? Or are you wholeheartedly serving God? Do you say, I love God? Or do you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your mind, and with everything that is within you? Or, I just think that, I just want to be at the surface. You can be at the surface. You can always look over here. You know, there are people who will be somewhere outside where you can just see when you go to tour a White House. The White House, you can go by D.C. and when you don't have permission, you can just see there. That's the White House. That's the building. Oh, that's the White House. That's the building. You see? And then there are some people who get the permission. They'll just tour. And they'll say, oh, this is where the president's desk is. So this is where this is there. And this is where they all see that. And they come home after the tour guide brings them outside. And then you have the secret service men who really work for the president, who just follow him wherever he goes. They're in every important meeting. Well, do you see a difference between these three categories? One at least got some permission to go in and see. And they're very happy. I'm very happy I got to tour the White House. They can stand next to a picture and take a picture. But you know what? There's another one who's really, really diligent. Who's really, really inside the White House. Who's really there serving the president. You see a difference? Where you want to be? Where you want to be? Do you want to be someone like Jesus said in the Bible? Just be someone who just sees the kingdom of God from here? Well, I like all the testimonies. So? Well, I can just go in and I can just give something and I can just go without getting really involved in. Because I just want to be an outsider. See, I don't want to get too involved. If you get too involved, I don't know, God forbid, I may be just pulled inside. What is on the inside, by the way? Do you value what is on the inside? If I know what is on the inside, if I value what it is to be really working for the president, then I will want to be pulled inside. Somehow you'll try to go inside. Not sneak your way, but do it the right way. God is speaking to our hearts today. If you want to really, really be among those who really please God, if you really say that you have faith in God, you will show in action. How did these people please God? By diligently seeking Him. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.
But what is the reward? What is the reward that Enoch got? By diligently seeking, what did Enoch get? What did he get? Did he get silver? Did he get gold? Did he get what? Cattle? Camels? What did he get? What did Enoch get? And you could have gotten silver, gold, and all those things. The people who don't have God have that too. But he got something that others would have never ever thought in his generation would have gotten it. He got God Almighty. God Almighty was talking to him every single day. He got to go and be with God Almighty. Escaped that, bypassed that, and went to be with God. Can you see this? He got something that his generation did not get. One in that generation. Ask yourself this question. Do I want to be one in my generation? God is looking for one. It's so scarce. Like it says in the Bible, you can find a handful of men who are good, but how can you find a woman who is really, really good? But even among that kind of a category, God is really looking to see whose heart is really loyal towards me. Whose heart is really, really loyal towards me? God is really looking for people who God can use. But he's really scanning the whole earth. Not just Port Jervis. He's scanning the whole earth to see. Can I find that one person like Enoch? Can I find that one person that I can take and I can use them? God is looking for a person like Enoch. Who in his generation pleased God. You don't see a whole lot of people other than Enoch written about pleasing God in their generation. Enoch was one among the people in this generation. What was his reward? Because he diligently sought God? God himself. God himself. That is our ultimate reward. Understand this. God told Abraham this. Abraham! God blessed Abraham with everything. But he said this, Abraham, I am your exceeding great reward. And if I have that, that's enough for me. We don't need anything, no bank balance, no nothing. Although he's our provider. He provides really good if you're faithful to him. However, those are all to get us to where we need to get in order to do his will. That doesn't make us into who we are or what we should be. If we really, really, really diligently follow him, God himself will be our reward. God was Enoch's reward. God was Abel's reward. Abel offered an excellent sacrifice. What happened? He went to be with God. Even though he died, he's still speaking. He's still getting more rewards. He's still impacting people's lives. Abel pleased God. Noah pleased God. How did Noah please God? By faith, you look at the connector, God's realm, Noah's realm, from God's realm to Noah's realm, something is happening. The plan of God that God has spoken in God's realm has been revealed to Noah by faith being divinely warned of things not yet seen. Why? It has been dispatched in the invisible realm. But there's a revelation given by God to Noah. It has not come to the visible realm. Once he got that vision, once God spoke to him, what happened to him? He was moved with godly fear. What did that do to him? 
he was diligent in doing what God told him to do. Again, you see diligence combining with faith. If you really have faith, you will have diligence. Never come and tell God that, Lord, I have faith in you if you're not diligent in the things of God. That will really be a lie. By faith. Noah was warned of God. Once a warning comes to you, what do you do? What do you do when God warns you of something? When God is telling you, don't do this or do this, what do you do? What do you do when a warning is given to you or an instruction is given to you? What do you do? How much do you obey? How much do you take in? How much do you put into practice? It all hinges on how much faith you have. If you really have faith, you're going to do it 100%. You're going to be diligent. If you are like Cain, then you are going to partially do it. That's what Cain said. I'm bringing the offering. I'm not someone who's not bringing God the offering. I'm bringing the offering. That means I'm doing what you told me to do. I'm bringing. Well, what are you bringing? Are you diligent? Did you put your heart and soul into it? No. So, his offering was rejected by God. So whatever we do to God, if diligence is not there, write this down. If you're not diligent in the things of God, it is not going to receive the good report that it needs to receive from God. Thereby, it will be rejected. If someone comes and says, oh, don't tell me that. It will be rejected. We are under the new covenant. We can bring anything and everything to God. Obey or disobey, partially obey, doesn't matter because I'm under the new covenant. You have been hearing a lie. That's not God's word. Hebrews 11, if you know the Bible, is not in the Old Testament, it's in the New Testament. By the way, our Bible has Old and New Testament, and there's a reason why there are several verses in the Bible, in the New Testament, that the Spirit of God has brought from the Old to show us, you know what? It is important. What happened in the Old Testament can happen to you. Because our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Loving, kind, slow to anger, plenteous in mercy, a righteous judge, soon coming king. If we say he is loving and completely ignore the part where he is righteous, we are in a fantasy land called Satan's land. But the truth is, he is the God of love and he is the God of justice. He is the king. He is righteous. He's looking for people whose hearts are loyal towards him. So now what happened with Noah? There is something that's happening here, very important, that you have to remember this, and I pray that God will keep this in your spirit as long as you live. He was divinely warned of things not yet seen. If you look at Genesis chapter 7, it's very interesting that both have the number 7. This is verse 7 and Noah's story is in Genesis 7, 6 and 7 you will see. In Genesis 6 and 7 when you see where God is actually talking about Noah, chapter 7 verse 1 you can see. What happened to Noah and what Noah did and as a result of that Noah would be taken into the ark. God will say, because you listened to me, because you did what I told you to do. Because of that, your family is going to be preserved, protected. And you know what he got? What was the inheritance? God said, I'm going to wipe out everything else and I'm going to start something new with your family. Hey, this could have happened with any of them who would have obeyed. But out of all those people in his generation, it was Noah and his family. God is speaking to our hearts today. Where are we standing? Where are we in our walk with the Lord? Are we saying, Lord, sacrifice? I can give you sacrifice. Lord, praise, I can give you praise. 
Lord, worship, I can give you worship. Lord, prayer, I can give you prayer. But God is not looking for any prayer, any sacrifice, any worship. He's looking for whole-hearted worship, whole-hearted sacrifice, whole-hearted prayer, whole-hearted faith. He's looking for diligence in what we do unto Him. If not, we're just fooling ourselves because real faith will show itself in action. Are we standing before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords or not? Are we worshipping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords or not? If we really worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, we would wait on Him. If we are really in His presence, we would wait on Him to hear His voice and to hear His orders. Noah was a man who lived a righteous life and he was divinely warned of things not seen. He did not see anything that God told him in the physical realm. But there was this plan of God that God had in the supernatural realm that he revealed to Noah. When that happened, what did he do? He believed. You see the connector there. He brought what God said from the natural, supernatural realm to the natural realm, from the invisible to the visible, by believing what God said. What did he do? He diligently did what God told him to do because he feared God. Fear of God is very important. Abel believed God. Let me tell you, true faith will have the fear of God. If someone says, I believe in God and their life is contrary to whatever they say, it is not the truth because true fear of God will have a true understanding of who God is. He is the God of heaven and earth. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. God is love and God is a consuming fire. Just judge. He is the judge of all the earth. So when you look at God, you know that you're coming to worship Him. You're not going to bring any sacrifice. You're not going to give Him any praise. You're going to give Him your highest praise. You're going to offer yourself as a living sacrifice to Him. Because you believe in who He is. If I don't believe in who He is, then I will put Him second. Then I will put Him last. Then I will put Him anywhere. He may not even be in my house. He may be somewhere outside. And I can say, as long as I can see Him. Like we stand outside and say, oh, there is the White House. God is speaking to our hearts today. Noah had the fear of God, moved with godly fear. He prepared an ark for the saving of his household. He preached. Second Peter says he preached. He preached. He preached. And he preached for others to come. But you know what? While he was preaching, he had faith that his household will be there in the ark. He preached his household too. You know who believed? His household believed in him. Noah had a testimony. His household believed in him. Because of Noah's righteousness, what happened? He condemned the world. How? How? If Noah can believe, if Noah can live a righteous life in that crooked and perverse generation, Every human being had the capacity to do. And that's how he condemned the rest of the world. By Noah believing in God. By Noah obeying God. By Noah having the fear of the Lord. And doing what God told him to do. What did he show God? That he was obedient to God. By him obeying God, what happened to the rest of the people? Their rebellion was exposed. Even though God already saw that. But it was the final verdict that came. By Noah's righteousness, the rest of the world 
and condemned. God is speaking to our hearts today. Never think that I can just be a half-hearted Christian. Let me tell you this. There are God's people who have not bowed down their knees to Baal by them living a righteous life. You will be condemned. By them walking with God, you will be condemned if you don't follow the living God and give him your wholehearted worship and follow him wholeheartedly and give every excuse in the book saying that I can't do this because X, Y, and Z. God will say, really? Look at Noah. Look at Noah's family. Really? This is why you're not in the ark. This is why you're drowning in water. This is why. God will show that. This is why they are in and you are out. May God speak to our hearts today. We are living in a perilous time. And Jesus said before the return of the Son of Man, it will be just like the time of Noah's flood where people will be so occupied with what? Buying, selling, going here, going there, going here. Going. You call that activities. 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 What are they doing? Occupying themselves with everything other than the most important thing. That's what happened during the time of Noah. As a result of that, what happened? Along with the rest of the foolish people, they all died. Eight human beings made it into the ark. Why? When they were all going around, doing whatever they had to do, thinking that these foolish people constantly building the ark. There's this foolish old man constantly preaching. Give God your everything. Repent. Follow him with everything within you. He's all the time saying the same thing. But what happened? They thought they were smart. They looked at Noah and his family. They thought, you know what? These are really dumb people. They don't know how to enjoy life. You don't know how to take care of your kids. You don't know how to take care of your daughters-in-law. You don't know how to take care of your sons. You don't know how to take care of anything, Noah. In this old age, you're preaching and working, preaching and working. What a boring life you have. You don't know how to enjoy life. Man, look at me. I'm a Christian too. Many people will say that that's how the five foolish virgins were. Look at us. We have the invitation. We have the lamp. We have the oil. Calm down. Do you know what? The five wise virgins had what they needed to have because they didn't go along with the five foolish ones. God is speaking to our hearts today. You want to just go with the rest of the crowd? If we go with the rest of the crowd, we'll be just swept away, just like the rest of the crowd. We're swept away in the flood. Jesus is coming very soon. He's coming for a bride without spot or wrinkle. He's coming for a holy bride, a bride that will be waiting for the bridegroom. If a bride is waiting for the bridegroom, her mind, her body, her emotions, her thought life, everything is consumed with the bridegroom. All the time she thinks, the bridegroom is coming, I got to get ready. The bridegroom is coming, I got to look good. The bridegroom is coming, I need to wear this. The bridegroom is coming, I need to have this. Her whole life is revolving around who? The bridegroom. The bridegroom. Even when she's eating, her mind is on the bridegroom. Even when she's eating, she's careful of what she's eating because she wants to be pleasing when the bridegroom comes. Pleasing to the bridegroom. 
So she's watching what she's eating. She's watching what she's doing. She's watching what she's wearing. What is she doing? She's preparing herself for what? The bridegroom. What do you call? You call that faith because she had faith that the bridegroom is coming. See? You call that love. The Bible says God is coming for those who are waiting for his appearing. Not just doing everything like a lot of church people say. Oh, Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. Cigarette in one hand and saying, I'm glad he's coming. I don't have to be here getting the mark of the beast. I've heard that. Wine in one hand. I don't have to be here because when the church goes, I'll go. You know why? I made some confession somewhere, sometimes. Sometimes they don't even remember where they made it. God help us never to be that way. God is looking for loyal hearts and he's coming for a bride without spot or wrinkle. A lot of people's Bibles, those verses are missing. They've erased it or they are blinded to those verses. They just gloss over it and they go somewhere else where it says that. Oh, you know, whatever happens, happens. But I, you are covered. And that's all they look for. But understand, he who forsakes his sin receives mercy. That's what my Bible says. He who confesses, not just confesses, confesses and forsakes his sin receives mercy. We have to understand our God deserves our everything. Our God deserves our utmost praise. Our God deserves our whole body. Our God deserves our whole mind. Our God deserves our everything. Don't you give half-hearted worship. Don't you bring Cain's sacrifice to him and say, I have a sacrifice too. Always there will be a comparison. There will be a comparison. There is comparison in the kingdom of God. One offering will be received, the other one will be rejected. Noah, by being righteous, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. What did he do? He believed what God said and he did what God told him to do. That means when the rest of the world was playing outside, when the rest of the world was not listening to what Noah said, when the rest of the world was running around with the things of this world, and Jesus said this very clearly, he just didn't say, okay, they were just wallowing in sin. He said that they were marrying, giving in marriage, shopping, doing this, doing that. What did he say? What did he say? He is talking there about a materialistic world. If materialism replaces Christ, that is an abomination to God. We've lost our focus there. Noah's days, people, because they left God out, they just drowned in sin. Spiritually, they were dead already. They drowned in sin already. Their soul died. Their bodies died after that. No matter how much Noah spoke, the word of God is supposed to bring life. They said, no, nope, not me. You go speak to maybe the, that lion and that tiger. Go speak to something else over there. Not me. What happened? The animals went inside. Even though the ark had enough space for those people to get in. Animals went inside. Only Noah's family went inside. He became heir of righteousness. How? 
by faith, but how? Not just saying that I believe Jesus is Lord and Savior, I believe that he died on no. How? I believe that our Lord is only one Lord. No. He showed his faith by action, by obedience to God's word. To bring what God has spoken in the heavenly realm to where we are in the earthly realm, from the invisible to the visible. We need to speak what God has spoken to God in prayer, and we need to speak to men, our household, and to others what God has spoken. That's what happened in Noah's case. I'm going to finish in a few minutes. What did Noah do? The vision that God spoke to him, what he understood, he brought it to his family and he spoke that to his family. He said, look, this is what we're going to do. Noah was a good leader, by the way. He never went there and said, honey, this is what God has told me to do. And I'm thinking whether we should do it or not. What is your opinion? Shall we do what God told us to do or shall we do something else? No. He said, this is what God said and this is what we're going to do. That's good leadership in a family. Learn to lead like how God leads. Have the spine to be a parent or parents in the house. Where God has given you godly authority, exercise that in doing the will of God. What God has spoken to you, make sure you speak that to your household. God has given you something and you know this is God's will for my life. For no way it was. I need to build the ark. I know this is God's will for my life and this is the saving ark that God has. This is God's plan for me. And you know what God has said? He's going to actually take me, my wife, my kids and their wives and he's going to start a new generation. He believed what God said. And he said, because of that we are going to build the ark. And the entire family worked with him. He was so convinced of what God said. His talk to his family was so convincing because he really believed what God said. See, if you really believe what God said, your walk will actually show to your people. It will speak louder than words along with your words. And they too will be convinced because they are living with you. Noah imparted what he had to his family. And his family received it. Now when it comes to the people of the world... The same vision that God gave, he's taking that. Taking the people of the world, trying to give that to them. And what is happening? They are now opposing him. What are they doing? You can't, you can't, you can't. This is not right. We don't believe in this. And they go the other direction. When they, when they went the other direction, what happened? Did nobody get discouraged? Did nobody say, Lord, you told me to preach to these people and these people are not responding. I'm so sick and tired of this. Lord, if they're not going to get in the ark, I don't want them to die in the flood. So we're all not going in the ark. And did he protest? No. If he would have done that, their whole family would have been wiped out. But he did something. He said, this is your vision for my life. At that point, I will obey and do it. Satan will come and say, oh, isn't that selfishness, Noah? God is going to Take you, your wife, your sons and their wives and start a new race. What about the rest of the people? Isn't that selfish as Noah? That's why Noah preached and he preached and he preached and he preached and he preached. 
Noah was not selfish at the same time. Noah was not foolish. Noah didn't say, I preached, they didn't listen, so let me all die with them. Let's all die with them. No. He knew where to draw the line and he said, I preach, you don't follow. I am going where God wants me to. We need to be people who draw the line where we need to. If you want to really bring the kingdom of God to where we are, if you really want to bring the kingdom of God from the invisible realm to the visible realm, you need to do what Noah did. You need to do what Abel did. You need to do what Enoch did. Take what God has spoken. Take it very seriously. Do what Jesus did. Speak to the Father of what God has spoken. And do what God did here. He spoke what was in the invisible into the visible to bring what was in the invisible to the visible. Do what God did. Do what godly men did in his word. Speak God's talk. Walk God's talk. When people look at your life, they should know, oh, Noah is going in another direction. We are going somewhere else, but Noah is going in another direction. By Noah walking after God, and the people walking away from God, they made a rift for themselves. Not God. God made the way of escape, but they condemned themselves by not following the ways of the living God. God is speaking to our hearts. There are people who are following Jesus Christ. Never say that. If someone comes and says, I don't think there's anyone who is holy here. Immediately know that there's no holiness in that person. That's why they're saying that. Never think that. There's no one who is really following God. Everyone is a rotten Christian saved by the grace of God. No. We are saved by the grace of God to live a holy life. To live a godly life like Noah. Righteous Noah. He not only preached. He kept himself. And he kept his family. The family not only were physically Noah's family. But spiritually they were God's family. Because they obeyed the entire family. The entire family obeyed what God said. And they all worked with their dad and with their mom. God is looking for people whose hearts are loyal towards him. When God speaks through God's people and gives a word, eh, they can say whatever they want to say. Pastor can say whatever they want to say. Noah can say, Noah has nothing to do. He's old, by the way. They have nothing to do. So we will go like the rest of the world. But you know what will happen? Anytime we ignore the command of God, we will just go like how the people during the Noah's flood were swept away with a flood. We're living in the last few moments before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pick what you want. Choose where you want to go. Do you want to be swept away with a flood? Or do you want to be like Noah, who lived righteously and because of that, he condemned rest of the world because they chose condemnation by rejecting the counsel of God. God sees the wise virgins. All he will be looking for. Do you have what you need to have in order to be able to get in? Will you be able to see by the time you get in? You need to have the lamp. Obedience is better than sacrifice. 
obeying God and giving Him our everything will cause us to really have that relationship that Abel had with God, Enoch had with God, and Noah had with God. If you see, one thing common with all these three people, they all heard Him, they all believed Him, and they all obeyed Him. Abel heard about the sacrifice. Cain heard about the sacrifice. Two people heard. One believed and offered everything. Brought the best to God. He's dead. He's still speaking. Noah heard from God. What he heard, he spoke. The people also heard from God through Noah. Noah's children and his wife heard from God through Noah. One group obeyed, built the ark, and got into the ark. The other group didn't come near the ark at all. They just did their own thing, and they were swept with the flood. Two categories we see here. They're all human beings. Same generation, same time period, same sin that was prevalent there. But eight people were able to be righteous and they were able to make into the ark. Majority went swept away by the flood. But you have a group of people where they're able to live righteously. They're able to obey the Lord and to be doing what the father told them to do. Nail, put nails on the ark, build the ark. And their whole time is being consumed by the ark. Oh, Noah, Noah's wife, Noah's children, Noah's daughters-in-law. Do you have no recreation? You have nothing to do. All the time you're building the ark. Half the time you're preaching, Noah. Half the time you're building. And the family is constantly building. Oh, my goodness. You don't know how to live. Look at us, how we are living. It was just a matter of time. Everyone got to see who really lived. It's very important for us to be diligent. Be diligent in the things of God. He who comes to God must believe that he is. And he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If you really believe in the supernatural realm, if you really believe in the God of the supernatural realm, then you must believe in his word. His word says he's coming very soon. His word says he's coming very soon. His word says he's coming for a spotless bride. His word says he's coming quickly. His word says He's coming for those who are waiting for him. And his word says, Christ is being formed in those who are waiting for him. So when we see him, we shall be like him. We need to be in the hands of the potter. When he's working, all the time he's working, the clay has to be in the hands of the potter all the time. We can say, excuse me, can I take a break? No. You are in the hand of the potter if you want to be a beautiful vessel, an honorable vessel, 
if you want to be an honorable vassal, devote yourself to the king. If you want to be an honorable, if you want to be an honorable vessel, be a diligent seeker of God. Don't be a seeker. There are many seekers who claim to be seekers. God is looking for diligent seekers. Don't be any worshiper, a diligent worshiper. In short, be consumed with the things of God. Be consumed with the things of God. Loving God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength involves what? What do you think it is? If you love God with all your heart, where's room for anything else in your heart? If you love God with all your mind, where's room for anything strange in your mind? If you love God with all your strength, where do you have anything to give to anything else? By the way, those who would love God with all their hearts, mind, mind, soul, and strength will be good fathers, good husbands, good mothers, good wives, good parents. Because when you are with God, His nature rubs off on you. Then the fruit of the Spirit will be there. Who would not like a person with the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience. When you're with somebody who is with God, they are happy. When you're with somebody who is with God, oh, they have a lot of peace. When you're with somebody who is with God, oh, you know what? They have so much love. They can quickly forgive. When you're with somebody who is with God, oh, they're very patient. That's how Enoch would have been. A very good father. A very good husband. With all the things that are here. He wouldn't say, oh, you know what? I can't be here. I can't be with God all the time because I don't have time. I have other things to do. No. The more you're with God, the longer you stay with God, the stronger you get on the inside. The longer you stay with God, the stronger you get on the inside. I want to repeat that. The longer you stay with God, the stronger you get on the inside. Those who are with Christ, like Enoch, like Abel, like Noah, will have God's plan fulfilled in their lives. Even though Abel... Abel's life appeared to be short. He's still speaking. He's still living. He's still accomplishing the purposes of God, even though he fulfilled it. Our lives must reflect the life of Christ. Our lives must fulfill the plan that God has for us. Abel fulfilled God's plan. Noah fulfilled God's plan. Enoch fulfilled God's plan. These were Old Testament characters that were brought by the Holy Spirit into the New Testament to teach us something. What is it? The very same thing God spoke in Deuteronomy 28. Be diligent. Be diligent in the things of God. God is not looking for seekers. He's looking for diligent seekers. God is not looking for any worshiper. He is looking for true worshipers. He is looking for wholehearted worshipers. God is not looking for anyone or anything. God is really looking for people with solid character who say, Jesus, you are the one I want. You are the one I want to be with. I will live for you. If need be, I will die for you. The character to really have the love in the heart to spend our moments and our days with the King.
God is looking for such people. Only those people will be used by God. Only those people will be in the ark. Only those people who are really, 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 really are loyal towards God. No matter what happens, God, I am not going to turn my back on you. No matter what happens, Lord, let the world go. But I will go with you. God is looking for people with such character. He's saying, where are these people? Where's Abel? Where's Noah? Where's Enoch? In our generation, God is looking for people like that. He said, I saw Enoch in that generation. Where's a person like Enoch in this generation? I saw a person like Noah in that generation. I was able to build an ark and start another generation. Where is someone like Noah here who would prepare the people who would do the work of God so that the people can be prepared for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you really want to bring the will of God from the invisible realm to the visible realm, pray for God's will to accomplish in your life. Beyond that, speak what God spoke like Noah did with his family. Like Noah did with others. Like Abel did. Do the will of God. Be diligent in the things of God. Be like Enoch. Who was diligent in pursuing God. And he did not forsake his family duties. But he did not let his family duties take over his relationship with God. God help us to draw the line where we need to. Enoch's family would have been blessed. Noah's family was blessed. God is looking for people whose hearts would be loyal towards him. Don't be any Christian. Be a genuine Christian. Don't be any stone that is out there. Be a precious stone. Don't be anything and everything that is there. Be something that would be worthy of the commendation of the master. God is thirsty. The very Savior who cried out on the cross said, I'm thirsty. He's crying out today. He's saying, I'm really thirsty. There's so many people who need to be saved. So many people are dying and going towards eternity where Jesus Christ is not there. And will there be someone who will have integrity like Noah did? Noah was old, but he fulfilled the will of God. Noah was old. Do you know what? He was a very wise man. Noah was old, but he was not feeble. If God calls you to do something, he will impart, infuse his strength into us to accomplish the will of God. If Noah's family wouldn't have been there, God had the power to just use Noah to build the ark all alone. That's how powerful my God is. We need to have the character to stand for the truth. And if need be, stand alone if it comes to that. Compromise is not going to take us anywhere. Looking to please people is not going to do us any good. If we are faithful to God, God will use us to bring those who would follow us. Noah's family followed him. God used Noah 
and his family to start a whole generation to fulfill the plan of God that God had. Understand this. An Old Testament character was used by God to bring the plan of God that God had in his heart. At a time when God was really vexed with the human race, he said every imagination in the minds of these people are so wicked. God regretted, he said, why did I even make man? Read Genesis 6, you'll know. It's not that God said, I know these people are going to do what they, you know, there are people who say that. They say, God knows when I'm going to sin, he already knows he's not surprised when I say, no, no. God was vexed when he saw the sins of this human race and he was tired. He said, why did I make man? He felt sorry for making mankind. When we sin, that's what we do to God. We don't want God to look at it and say, why did I even die for these people? Why did I have to go through what I went through for these people? We don't want to be that way. Don't you do that to Jesus Christ? Don't you tell that, oh, he knows already what I'm going to do tomorrow, so blatantly go and do something that you shouldn't be doing? God was grieved over the sins of mankind back then. He is unchanging. He has emotions. He has a heart. He loved us with his heart. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loved us with his heart. He feels hurt. And God is angry with the sinners, with the wicked, every single day. We need to really know the word. A lot of times I see people writing different things saying that God loves the sinner, he hates the sin. True. But if you are a child of God, if you know Jesus and you presumptuously sin, you also should know the word of God which says, God is angry with the wicked every day. Not only the wickedness, but with the wicked themselves. If God wiped out the entire world other than eight people, we must understand we cannot play with the mercy of God. We must understand we cannot push God his limits. We must understand, yes, he is merciful. Yes, he is kind. Yes, he is slow to anger. But when he gets angry, it's not a nice thing. That means such a patient God is really run out of his patience. We must be the cause of God's joy. We must be people bringing joy and gladness to God. At all the people during Noah's time, Noah brought consolation to God. You want to bring consolation to God during this time? Where you see wickedness everywhere, where you see deception everywhere, where you see ungodliness everywhere, where you see disloyalty everywhere, where you see hypocrisy everywhere. God is saying, where is the faithful man? Where is a faithful woman? Where are they? Tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be that one person.
I want to be that one person. I want to be that one person, Lord. I don't want to be entangled with the things of the world. I want to close with this one verse. The Spirit of God in His Word has recorded this. A soldier should not get entangled with the things of the world in civilian matters. If he does, what will happen? He's not going to be an effective soldier because he's lost his track. He's lost his focus. If you're going to be a soldier in the army of the Lord, which you should if you're there, then you have to be one track, not multi-track, one track. And that one track is Jesus focused and fulfilling the will of the Father. If you're scattered everywhere, then you're not going to fulfill the will of God. No matter how much you long and how much you desire to say and say it actually, that I want to fulfill the will of God. If you're scattered, you're never going to fulfill the will of God. God is looking for people who are single-minded. People who say, Lord, I will keep my mind on you. I'll be focused on you. I'm not going to be scattered, Lord. We're living in the last days, last few moments before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody can say, oh, they've been saying it for a long time. But you know what? Yeah, they've been saying it for a long time, but he's really coming now. Someone can say, oh, the train left the station one hour ago. It's supposed to come. They're waiting. They're saying the train is not coming. And they think the train is not coming and they leave and the train just comes. Now they'll try to run, try to climb up the stairs. Oh, the train came. I was thinking to get a cab. But you know what? The train would have gone by the time you climbed up the stairs. If the king said he's coming, he is coming. Whether you believe his word or not, he is coming. But if you're not ready, you'll be swept away just like the people of Noah's time. Shall we all close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In order to bring the plan of God from the invisible realm to the visible realm, prayer plays an important role. Desire God's will. Pray for God's will to happen in your life. Speak God's will over your life. Speak God's will before others when needed. Don't let the enemy speak his will over your life. Don't let yourself get distracted. Thank you, Jesus. Don't get caught up with the things of this world. Don't let the weights and the sins of this world pull your leg down. You will not be able to run. Let those not come near you and hang on your legs like weights. Don't get your mind distracted. Stay focused on things of God. Behold, He's coming quickly. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Every time Noah built the ark, every time he was building the ark, every time his wife, his sons, and his daughters-in-law were building the ark, they were all building the ark with great anticipation of what God said would come to pass. Faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you're diligent, you'll be pleasing God. Be diligent in the things of God if you really want to please God. Be diligent in the things of God. Don't give excuses because those who are not giving excuses and they are doing the will of God, by their lives, they will condemn you. And you'll be swept away like Noah, like Noah's generation. Thank you, Jesus. A very sobering word that God has spoken to our hearts today. Faith is the connector between the two realms. But real faith will show itself diligence. Thank you, Jesus. Abel was diligent. Enoch was diligent. Noah was diligent. Thank you, Jesus. As a result of that, they inherited the inheritance that God had for them. They inherited God himself. And in God, they inherited the blessings that God had for them in the earthly realm. Thank you, Jesus. Where repentance is needed, repentance is needed. Jesus. Take some time in the presence of the Lord and tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be among the wise and not among the foolish. I don't want to be among those who give excuses. Because those who are not giving excuses and doing the will of God. By their doing, they will condemn me. They'll be righteous because they diligently sought the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Able by offering an excellent sacrifice through his diligence, became righteous and condemned. Came. Thank you, Jesus. Be diligent. Be diligent in the things of God. Be diligent in the things of God. Real faith will show itself in diligence. Diligent action. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, tell the Lord, Lord, I don't want to be casual towards the things of God anymore. Or I'm really going to put that extra effort that I need to put in. I don't want to lie to myself or lie to others saying that, oh, if I put effort, it works. God is looking for people who are diligent and who will diligently work the works of God without His works, without doing His works, without working out what God has for us. We're not going to make it. Thank you, Jesus. True loyalty will show itself in action. 
Thank you, Lord. Don't look at the rest of the crowd. Don't look at how the rest of the crowd lives. Don't look at how the people of the world are living. Don't look at how the five foolish virgins are living. The five wise virgins were called wise because they were confident in what they were doing and did not get intimidated by the foolish virgins. They continue to do what they did in order to get the extra oil. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. By their diligence, they became righteous. They entered in. They entered in condemning the other five foolish virgins. Thank you, Jesus. These are New Testament scripture portions that God has in his word so that we can wake up. We can understand the heart of God and not be deceived by the enemy. Obedience is the key to true Christian living because true faith will show itself in obedience to God's word. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you have partially obeyed God, wherever you have been spiritually neglectful, have idolized yourself, your family, or your work, or food, whatever it is, it's time for you to repent in the presence of God. Tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be one track going forward. I want to be among the wise. I'm going to be very diligent in the things of God. And I want myself and my family to be swept away. I really want to be among the wheat and not among the tares. Thank you, Jesus. I want your plan that you have in the invisible realm to be fulfilled in the visible realm, Lord. And I'll be diligent towards that. I'll be diligent towards that plan of God being fulfilled. And I will pray towards that. I will talk to you, Lord. I will walk with you like how Enoch walked, Lord. I'm going to be mindful of the things of God. And I'm going to be eagerly waiting for you, Jesus, for your return. Thank you, Jesus. Talk to him, wherever you are, talk to him. Thank you, Jesus. Don't take this message lightly. There's the Spirit of God who's speaking at this hour. There's a reason why God has spoken to us the way he has spoken to us. Just like how a person would faint. They wouldn't know where they are. The person who really loves them will take water and forcefully hit their face with that water to wake them up. The Holy Spirit is working at this hour with the word of God to wake you up from your spiritual coma, from your spiritual slumber, from your spiritual neglect, willful neglect, spiritual ignorance, willful ignorance. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shall we all stand up together? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice, and it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer, drawn to thee. Let's sing it together one more time. I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice and it's told thy love to me. But I long to precious bleeding side, Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by
If you want to be like that, give yourself over to the Lord. Tell the Lord, Lord, in this crooked and perverse generation, as your word says, I want to shine as a bright light, Lord. I want to shine as a bright light. I don't want to be like one of the crooked people. I don't want to be like one of the perverse people. I don't want to be like the co-worker there. I don't want to be like the family member here. I don't want to be like the rest of the crowd that is out there. Lord, I want to be like righteous Noah. When God says righteous Noah, he meant it. He meant it with all his heart. And Noah, please God, Noah found faith in the sight of God. If you want to be like Noah, who would find favor in the sight of God, who would please God, tell the Lord, Lord, I'm giving myself to you. Lord, to be diligent with the things of God. Hallelujah. To obey you in all things. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Tell the Lord, Lord, I'm not going to give you half-hearted worship. I'm not going to give you a half-hearted sacrifice. I'm not going to give you anything that is displeasing to you, Lord. Lord, I'm not going to aggravate you. Lord, I'm going to please you. I'm going to please you. I'm going to please you. Oh, I'm going to please you, Jesus. Lord, I'm giving myself over to you. I'm going to please you, Jesus. I'm going to please you, Jesus. I want to please you, Jesus. I want to make you my main goal. I want to make you my main goal. I want to make you my everything. Hallelujah. This is wherever you are, just open your mouth and tell the Lord, this is what I want. Jesus, you are the one I want. Jesus, you are the one I want to serve. Jesus, you are my everything. Everything. Jesus, you are the one I need. Jesus, you are the one I want. Jesus, you are the one I want. Tell the Lord Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And you'll receive a good report from the Lord. Hallelujah. You'll receive a good report from the Lord. Hallelujah. You'll receive a good report from the Lord. Hallelujah. When we follow him faithfully, we will receive a good report from the Lord. Hallelujah. We'll obtain a good testimony from the Lord. From God Almighty. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. I pray that you bless your people, Lord. Lord, I pray that you will give them grace upon grace and strength upon strength. Oh, Heavenly Father, if righteous Noah was able to be righteous, if his family were able to serve you righteously, if Enoch was able to be righteous and was able to please you, if Abel was able to be righteous and was able to please you with an excellent sacrifice, so can we, hallelujah. So can we, hallelujah. So can we, hallelujah. So should we, hallelujah. You want us to, and we should. And it's a privilege and it's an honor, hallelujah. It's an honor to please the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's an honor to please the King of kings and the Lord of lords, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for giving us this honor. Honorable privilege that you've given us, O Lord, to be a part in the body of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. To build that ark, hallelujah. Before the flood comes, hallelujah. And we give ourselves over to you for that cause, O oh Lord. And we give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for every word you've spoken to us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We heard a message that was from heaven. It goes contrary, Lord, to many, many messages, Lord. That are out there in the name of Christ. Lord, we thank you that you've given us the truth. Father, help your people, Lord, to share this message, Lord. Share the word. Perhaps, Lord, their families, like Noah's relatives, Lord, will listen. And they will be safe in the ark when the flood comes. Oh, Jesus, I pray. Help everyone, Lord, that heard this message. Be humble and yield themselves to the truth of the message. To follow it. 
and to have that compassion on the neighbors and the relatives, even strangers, to pass the word to them that they may wake up. You've given us a wake-up call, Lord. You've given us, Lord, hope for this nation and for this world if we would repent, if we would turn to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that the message was not just from one particular angle, but in talking of faith, Lord, many, many areas were touched on. We know everyone that hears the message, that has heard it and will hear it again, will have the opportunity to respond to the Holy Spirit, that their lives can forever be changed. We thank yes. you, Lord. We praise you, Father, giving us health, strength, grace, your glory. Be with your people, Father, as they put the word to practice. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us all. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. Amen. Bless everyone. Have a blessed Sunday. Amen. And those who are watching online, be sure to join us next time. And uh, definitely you can go on YouTube and hear the message again and share it with your friends and relatives. Have a blessed day. God bless all of you. Have a blessed week, rest of the week, and we'll see you all next Sunday. God bless you. <laughs>